fight. Three, two, one. Welcome to Arcade Attack. <laughs> A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Sonic Boom! Big Bad Geek! Welcome to the Arcade Attack podcast. Got a selection of good things on sale, stranger. <laughs> Oh dear! Um, what is there to say? Why do you sound Aussie? I, I don't know, mate. <laughs> who, who is I this fifth person on the podcast? <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. What is there to say about Resident Evil Four that hasn't already been said? Not much, but it's a game that's worthy of all the space on the internet that's been dedicated to it. So join me, Keith, as I take a trip back to deepest, darkest Spain, <laughs> so <laughs> circa two thousand and five, with our resident special agents, Dylan. Oh, hello. James. Hi. And Adrian. Leon! Help! <laughs> Leon! Help! Three very different approaches there. <laughs> Leon! Help! Shut up! Shut up, <laughs> Ashley! <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, before we dive into the game itself, have we all played it? Have we all played Resident Evil? Yes. And when did we play it first? When was the first Well, you time challenged me, didn't you? Agent, I challenged you. Because on Resident Evil 3, Pod, I was a little bit dismissive, a little bit grumpy, in fact. You were like, a little bit, yeah. yeah so like, why like, is Agent so grumpy? It wasn't really my sort of thing. Even though I played the demo, Resident Evil 2, a lot of you. Do you remember, James? We were just a minute ago off air. I haven't really connected with a Resident Evil game before, but you were like, give 4 a go. You might like 4. I'm like, yeah. ugh, fine. And actually, over the years, I've been picking up Resident Evil games cheap. I've seen them in charity shops. Never really played them, truthfully, that much. And I was going through my big, my big collection. And mm. I was like, I do have a Resident Evil 4. I've got two on PlayStation 2. Two? I've got two copies of the... Yeah, that's greedy. Of greedy. And I also <laughs> had one on the Wii. And I remember, I said, Keith, I've got two versions. Which one shall I play? <laughs> what and, did I say the Wii version? And you said, well, I've never played the Wii version, but I've heard it's got good reviews. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'll play the Wii version. Nice. That's yeah. a true story. True story. So you played it on the Wii, Wii version. Somewhere. You got the Wii version, so yeah. yeah, I played it last year, I think. Okay, um, so that was the first time you played Resident Evil Four, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we'll talk more about the Wii version later on. Yeah, I played the PS2 version when it came out. Like I was going to miss that. Yeah, it basically too. came out. I got it. That like, was when I played it the first yeah. time. So that was 2005. James. Yeah, I'm the ugly duckling in the room because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it for a long time. So I, pl- I also played it on the PS2. Um, and it, I was a massive fan of 1, 2, and 3. Yep. Completed it loads of times. Like, literally, couldn't be any more immersed in it. Mm. Um, but f- haven't played 4 for a long time. So this is kind of a revisiting. So this is really good for me, because okay. it's just kind of like fill in the blanks that I kind of knew, but have sort of forgotten. Um, and then I'm almost certainly going to probably go out and buy it and play it again. Good. Yeah. So that's, I know that's going to happen anyway yeah. before you even do the podcast. Because we're so, so scathing, it will put you off and think, oh, I hate this game. <laughs> scathing but no, looking forward to it. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a divisive game among RE fans. Mm. As we know, it's it's the first game that really brought in the action style. Um, three went a bit more in the action direction, didn't it? After the first couple, but this is where it kind of went all out action. 
I think they 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 used the same mechanic in terms of movement and style, but it was a lot more kind of explosion um, and and sort of crashing through walls and, and that kind of thing. I think four, as I'm sure you're going to yeah, yeah, whole yeah. new fight mechanic. But uh, yeah, but so it's a, it's, it is a game that's kind of universally praised, but it's also one that sort of hardcore RE fans get a bit a bit de- uh, sort of conflicted about because they kind of blame it for where the series went. A lot of people don't like Five, even though I think up and well, it may still be Capcom's biggest selling game. Mm-hmm. Or it was, it was not long after it came out, anyway. and Six, which obviously just went crazy, full on Michael Bay action nonsense. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so let's let's that's go. The nicest th- thing I think anyone said about Resi Six. So, that's yeah, me. Yeah, that's me being nice and polite. <laughs> so. The original RE4 was developed by a Capcom Production Studio 4 and was directed by... I don't know. Shinji Mikami. Oh, yeah. Of course, of course. Um, it was released on the GameCube in January, on January the 11th, 2005. Um, so, back, way back, way back in 1999, um, Shinji Mikami said that they were developing a sequel for the Resident Evil series for the PS2. Um, and... Resident Evil had a dramatic and lengthy uh, development cycle, uh, during which at least four versions of the game were discarded. Now, the first one of these, we have talked about it before, because it was directed by Hideki Kamiya. Um, Around the turn of the millennium, they Mm -hmm. created a scenario for the game based on Kamiya's idea to make a cool and stylish Mm -hmm. action game. (laughs) I know where you're going with this. (laughs) Um, And I don't know if you remember, but when we did that certain podcast that we'll mention Mm -hmm. in a minute... The story was based on the unraveling the mystery surrounding the body of protagonist Tony, Tony, an invincible man with skills and an intellect exceeding that of normal people. That sounds pretty cool. It does, doesn't it? Super He's Tony. great. With his uh, superhuman abilities explained with biotechnology. Camille felt the playable character didn't look brave and heroic enough in battles, so he decided to drop the fixed angles and pre-render backgrounds and instead opted for the dynamic camera system. Mm-hmm. Um, the team spent 11 days in the UK and Spain photographing ob- objects such as gothic statues, bricks, and stone pavements. I wonder what this could be. For use in textures. Yes. <laughs> Though the developers tried to make the coolness theme fit into the Resident Evil world, Mikami felt it strayed too far from the series' survival horror roots and gradually convinced the staff to make an independent game. This became a new Capcom franchise. Devil May Cry. Yeah. Which was released with the PS2 in August 2001. Aren't we pleased for that? That's oh, basically of we are. Like, a bit of done so wow. Even if you don't like RE4. <laughs> Why is James um, giving you his mobile? He's given me a list of top Stats. selling Capcom games. Oh, well done. Okay, so there nice. you go. Let's go. Thanks for that, James. So the biggest selling Capcom game of all time is Monster Hunter World. Oh, wow. Yeah. 17.3, 17.3 million units. Boom the next biggest selling Capcom game is Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, mm-hmm. with 9.8. Wow. Then Resident Evil 2 Remake, 8.6. Resident Evil 5, 8.2. Resident Evil 6, 7.9. So, mm. wow. so Resident are, Evil pretty much pretty much, the, yeah, uh, occupying the top, the top spots. 10. Yeah. Can you imagine Resident Evil but in Monster Hunter World? That'd be pretty cool. The new bestseller. It works. Zombie Hunter World. Zombie Hunter World, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have to train them or whatever the hell you do in Monster Hunter World. I don't even know. <laughs> I've never played it. Never played it. Although Mila Jovovich is in the Monster Hunter movie. And she was in the Resident Evil oh, films. Oh. She just loves Capcom stuff. There you go. She? That's thin. There you go. But it's, it's a tie-in. It's, it's a connection. <laughs> it's a connection. However tenuous. Um, 
Right, so the next version of RARI 4 is known as the Fog version. Yep. So they restarted de- uh, development at the end of 2001, um, and the first announcement was made in November 2002, and it was going to be one of five games exclusively developed for the GameCube, and this was dubbed the Capcom 5. We'll come back to that in a minute. Um, this version, called the Fog version, was direct- directed by Hiroshi Shibata, and was 40% finished. Um, this version of the game saw Leon S. Kennedy struggling to survive after having infiltrated the castle-like Umbrella's main headquarters located in Europe and featured traditional Resident Evil monsters such as zombies. During the course of the new story, which was again written by Sugimura's scenario creation company flagship, Leon became infected with the progenitor virus and possessed a hidden power in his left hand. The producer of the final version also pointed out that Ashley did not appear back then, although there was a different girl who was never revealed to the public. This game was to feature some first-person elements. Some. Just some. Just some. Just some. So that was the Fog version. Um, the next version... That didn't... Which, that didn't... No. No. Um, I don't know, because there are ties to um, Haunting Ground. I know some of the assets from some of these versions were used in Haunting Ground later on. So I don't know... What am I No, that... Haunting Ground is the one with the panic system. Um, and it's got the dog in it from Resident Evil 4 as well. The white dog. What's the dog I called? did talk about yeah. Haunting Ground, I think, in you the did. cocktail podcast. Yeah. You did. What's the dog's name? I can't remember if he's got a name. He doesn't have a name in RE4. We'll call him Woof. Um, the next... call him Catastrophe or something. But yeah, <laughs> Woof. Woof is fine. <laughs> then he'd be Cat for short. And he's a dog. Oh. You can't call him that. You're so so sharp today, man. Snowy. (laughs) Speaking of sharp, the next version was called the Hookman version. Ah, we didn't even practice that. (laughs) Um, Okay, so at E3 in 2003, Capcom showcased a version widely known as the Hookman version. It was later titled Madoboshi no Biohazard 4, the Phantom Biohazard 4. Um, this story was set in a haunted building where Leon contracted a bizarre disease and fought paranormal enemies, such as animated suits of armor, living dolls, and a ghost-like man armed with a large hook. Just swishing up thin air. Have yeah. that ghost. Hookman, scissor man. Hookman. Can you um, say hookman without saying hookman? Hookman. Can't do it. It's hook a sequel man. to Edward Scissorhands. Edward Hook. I'm hookman. He's <laughs> like a big fishing hook. Hookman. Um, so this game was it was designed to have an otherworldly feel to it, and it contained elements like flashbacks and hallucinations that were marked by a bluish tint and a shaky camera. It also displayed various gameplay mechanics that carried over into the final game, like the over-the-shoulder camera and a laser sight for aiming. So there were elements of this that actually survived. Calming. And yeah. if you see the footage of it, Leon's got the sort of you know that fleecy leather jacket he has. Yeah, in the he's game. coming. That's in there. Um, love that jacket. Yeah, Adrian loves that jacket. There were there were dialogue choices in that version as well, but obviously they didn't make it into the final game, unfortunately. Could you imagine? Five minutes of gameplay footage were released on the Biohazard 4 secret DVD, um, which was a Japanese pre-order bonus given out in January 2005. So that's quite cool. If you did pre-order the final game in Japan, they included the little five-minute demo of the Hookman version. Have you seen so this? Quite, or? I've seen clips it? of it. Yeah, there's footage of it on YouTube. It's, it's quite easy to see the Hookman one. Yeah, it's just very different because obviously they've never really gone down the, the paranormal route before. You know, it's, it's all zombies and bioweapons. Yeah. But this one was more sort of ghostly stuff. But then the, the suits of armor, there's suits of armor in our report as well. Yeah. There's no real explanation given for 
Actually, no, the parasites do come out of their heads, don't they? I can't remember. They do, they, they do, do in part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, next version, the hallucination version. It was all a dream. It never really it, happened. Yeah, it never really happened. <laughs> wake up and everybody yeah, woke Raccoon up. Raccoon City never happened. It just never happened. The hallucination version only had a basic story concept, having dropped the previous scenario. Um, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis scenario writer Yasushisa, Yasuhisa Kawamura said he was responsible for this version as he wanted to make Resident Evil 4 scarier and suggested using a particular scene from the film Lost Souls, hadn't seen it, where the main character suddenly finds herself in a derelict building with a killer on the loose. Uh, an arranged version of this idea eventually turned into the Hookman idea. Um, this idea went through several iterations uh, where Leon infiltrated the Spencer mansion seeking the truth while inside the laboratory located deep within a young girl wakes up accompanied by a bioorganic weapon. Oh, a B.O.W. dog, sorry, which is a bioorganic weapon. The two start to make their way up the castle. Unfortunately, there were many obstacles that needed to be overcome and the cost of development was deemed too expensive. After this attempt, the last cancelled revision featured classic zombies again. However, it was discontinued after a few months as it was as the developers felt it was too formulaic. So that was the hallucination version. Um, the story of the progenitor virus was eventually covered in Resident Evil 5 and the Spencer Mansion became the setting for Resident Evil 5's downloadable content, Lost Nightmares. Okay, you I'm played on, that. I need to check out Resi 5. No, yeah, that, yeah, that. yeah. The DLC for that, which comes on this version now, mm. um, it's, it's called Lost in Nightmares. That's and cool. do you play that sounds as, like something I would want to play. Do you play as Chris or Jill or only Jill? But basically, Chris and Jill go back to the mansion. Oh. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh. It's quite Resi Five. I didn't really pick take to Resi. Resi I'll in, I've got it on PS4. I'll lend you. It. It's got the DLC on it. Done. Um, but yeah, that's really, that's worth playing. Yeah, right. and it ties in with the rest of the story in Five, so that's worth definitely worth it. Final version. We'll get there in the end. We'll actually start Yay. talking about the game. Um, Mikami took over directorial duties and began working on the new version that was eventually released. In an interview with Game Informer, Mikami explained his decision to shift to a new gameplay system as the old system is more of the same. He played Resident Evil Zero, and he says that he only felt nervous once more when playing with the newer over-the-shoulder camera system. Um, speaking for the team, game producer Hiroyuki Kobayashi mentioned how the staff were tired of the same thing, and some got bored and moved on to other projects. In addition to that, the producer also felt that the older format was stuck in a cookie-cutter mould and described it as shackles holding us down. So they'd really had enough of the old fixed-camera games. Um, I we think skipped Code Veronica. Haven't we? we haven't done them in order, though. We haven't no, done we, the first game yet, yeah, yeah. so we're we're just <laughs> playing fast and loose with the <laughs> RE games because we've done two, three, and now four. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So we've got lots to do, <laughs> lots, lots of work, plenty to do, to do. lots yeah. to do. Um, but yeah, shackles holding us down. So the developers and producers were clearly fed up with the old style. However much we loved it, I think three probably got slightly lower reviews than two. I think people wanted something. They wanted to see a, a change, something different, something just to bring it up to date, I guess. Um, You've got to ask yourself, <clears throat> like going through all of that, mm. all of that development process, all of those people involved, and then you've got, <clears throat> you were saying about people, you know, switching off or going to other departments. Yeah. yeah. You've you got to ask the question, like, what what might have been, and not limiting that maybe to just Resident Evil. I mean, obviously a massive franchise, but like, yeah. what might have been, you know, it being a fly on the wall, Sort of thing um, with the development the process and kind of understanding like why they walked away and if they hadn't, what could have happened? What direction could it have gone in? Yeah. There's just so many like interesting tangents that like not not just again not just that series yeah, that yeah, opens yeah. it up to like 
any any well, it's any interesting like, like you say when when you hear that oh they they were 40 percent through it and then they scrapped it mad isn't it? it's crazy isn't it how many how many what, months of work went into it and then they go no this isn't right yeah and then three or four iterations of a game or something that, mm. where, where, where i'd imagine at some point you'd, you'd have a complete game yeah and, and it's been you know especially it, it's, it's one thing if you're the director or the producer saying no we'd, we'd, but if you've spent the last year of your life working on that version and then they just say no we're scrapping it yeah. just you in, know in, in, in a, in a click of yeah it, that's just madness isn't it it's crazy um, and it, you know, incidentally, some staff members disagreed about changing the gameplay system. These members felt depressed and were hard to motivate after the game's focus shifted to be more action-oriented. So, just like the fans, mm. the people working on the game were sort of split on it as well. So, mm. um, Mikami demanded the camera system be revised, um, and he wrote a new story that, unlike previous installments, was not centered on the Umbrella Corporation. Um, he was inspired by Onimusha 3, Demon Siege. Mm-hmm. Have you played that one? I've got all think those played early Onimushas, yeah. Um, this was a game Mikami said he enjoyed playing, but felt could have been better with a different viewpoint, mm-hmm. which is why they, they went for the behind-the-camera. It's like a tank control kind of thing. I think. Yeah, because well, Onimusha controlled just like the early RE games, didn't yeah. it, the first? Yeah. I can't remember 3 exactly. I don't know if they changed it for that. But yeah, the first couple, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I love tank controls. I love them. But they work for certain games. They're not so yeah. good for like really a- action heavy games where you yeah. have to run around and run around and dodge a lot. Yeah, maybe. And, yeah. Have you ever played a tank game with tank controls? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't want there to. There lies the rub. <laughs> so as I said earlier, RE4 was announced as a GameCube exclusive as part of the Capcom Five. And do you know about this? I just Do you know about this? Have you heard about this? I one yeah, there's one person who find it. There's one I made earlier. Yeah, look, from Ian Ian Wilkinson, who oh, also cool. does the retrospective podcast. Hello, mate. Friend yeah. of the show. Um, and I think they're doing Dino Crisis next. They are. Hey. He and yeah. he, he said here, I literally bought a GameCube for this game. I still have the cube, and this is the only game I own for That's it. That's all you need. Worth it. And I did worth, a shock it. Face. worth it, mate. I did worth a it, shock, shock face. That is all you need. GameCube and RS4. Just a shock face. <laughs> so... Had you heard about the Capcom 5 at no. the time? No. Okay, cool. That's good. Then this will be informative for you. <laughs> the Capcom 5 were five games that were unveiled by Capcom in late 2002 to be published from March 2003. At a time when Nintendo's GameCube console failed to capture market share, Capcom announced five new GameCube titles with the apparent goal of boosting hardware sales and showing off third-party developer support. So basically, it was confirmation that they were going to be five exclusive Capcom games for the GameCube. Um, the five games were PN03, which is a futuristic third-person shooter that oh, I've right. never played. Yeah. Beautiful Joe. Yeah, Beautiful Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like a side-scrolling action platformer. Dead Phoenix, which is a shoot 'em up I've no. also never heard of. No. No. Um, Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Never I've heard of that. Uh, no. you heard that one? What's that one? <laughs> and Killer7. Oh, heard of it. Yeah, I've heard, heard of it as well. Power, yeah. It's an action-adventure game with first-person shooter elements, apparently. Oh, no. But then, although the games themselves were not directly related, they were all overseen by Shinji Mikami. Ah, nice. So, yeah, this, so this became known as the Capcom 5, and it was this big push. It is weird. That Nintendo um, must pay some big bucks for that contract. Well, I, I don't know. For like that exclusivity, especially for a Resident Evil game. Yeah, because, personally, Resident Evil sounds more like a game that should be on the PlayStation. Just... Well, of course, yeah, of course. that's where the series started, wasn't it? First yeah. game, PS1. 
It'd be interesting so, to know what <clears throat> what kind of retainers and things were paid. And well, as it panned that. out, as we'll find out, um, of the five games, Dead Phoenix was cancelled, um, and the only other one that remained the GameCube exclusive was PN03. So the Capcom 5 became which, like the big one. Which, yeah, which was a critical and commercial failure. So, so it didn't really, really pan so, out. So the Capcom 1. The Capcom 1. Free the Capcom 1. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, apparently later on, Capcom USA, after this sort of became a bit of a joke with Capcom 1, um, Capcom USA later clarified that only Resident Evil 4 was intended to be exclusive. The initial announcement was due to a miscommunication with their parent company. Wow. However, that however, that didn't happen. And in the end, uh, or RE4 was ported to pretty much every format. Thank you, you think very of. much. It <laughs> became a cross-platform hit, selling over 10 million copies across all platforms. Um, it's often named one of the best video games ever made, winning multiple Game of the Year awards in 2005. Um, so, along with Resident Evil Dead Aim and Resident Evil Outbreak, which were side story games, uh, it was announced on October the 31st, 2004, that Resident Evil 4 would come to the PlayStation 2 in 2005, citing increased profit, changing market conditions, and increased consumer satisfaction as key reasons. Mm. Uh, the PlayStation 2 version was to include new features, primarily a new sub-game featuring Ada Wong. Um, in 2006, Ubisoft announced they would be publishing the game on PC for Windows, and in 2007, a Wii version followed on, which Adrian is holding in his hand. On the, on the <laughs> note of the awards, it was they've got two awards, VGX Award for Best Graphics and Game of the Year. There you go. So, there you go. We'll talk more about the reception in a bit. Um, can you remember the loose plot of Resident Evil 4, such as it is? President's daughter gone, where's she gone? Yeah. That, that, is, that is as Ashley. brief as it gets. <laughs> President's Ashley daughter, where's she gone? Where's she gone? Yeah. So it's 2004 and our friend Leon from Resident Evil 2, Woo. Leon Scott Kennedy, um, has gone from being a cop on his first day on the beat to a like, secret service agent for the president. So he got there's a promotion. He got there. a few promotions in those the short years since we last saw him. Matt, he must have. Yeah. He was booking Up, upwardly mobile. <laughs> our Leon, um, and he's been sent on a mission to rescue Ashley Graham, who is the U.S. president's daughter. He's been uh, abducted by a mysterious cult. He travels to an unnamed village in rural Spain, where he encounters a group of hostile villagers who pledge their lives to the cult of. Can you remember what they're called? Who's uh, played Los it most with? Yes, James. There's a man who's done his research. Yeah, yeah. Los Illuminados. Um, and that's basically, that is the plot in a nutshell. Angry villagers. Angry villagers. Leon has to go to Spain and yeah. rescue the I didn't know he kill a lot of villagers. He obviously gets a bit more yeah. twisted and contorted as it goes along. But when that's the basic like that, premise. To kill villagers. Kill villagers. Just to Spain to kill just villagers. sounds a bit one-sided, doesn't it? But there's more to it. Um, so, as we mentioned in the development of the game, um, we've gone from tank controls and fixed camera angles to third-person, over-the-shoulder perspective. Now, I mean, this this was the game that basically set the standard for third-person shooters. Yeah. Until now. Obviously, mm-hmm. lots of things have been added to the formula, um, but it kind of it revolutionised those kind of games. Um, I certainly don't remember playing a game like that before. With that, with no, the, you mean, know, with that, in the generation after, with that like method that. of aiming mm-hmm. and controlling, and it it was the kind of the zooming on him as he aimed. Zoom. That's it. Yeah. Out. And when you use the rifle, you've got the the scope as so well. Good to zoom up right the in. Scope, mate. Oh, so Very satisfying. Yes. Headshot. Yes. 
I never played the PS2 version, so you have to. Yeah, so you haven't played the normal vanilla version, have you? No. You played the exotic (laughs) Wii version. Yeah, you just use the right stick to aim. So, okay, so for AIDS benefit, like any other third person shooter, which I'm sure you must have played some. Yeah, but I play with um, the mouse usually, don't I? Yeah, it's difficult, so the right, isn't it? The right stick it's does so, the mouse. It's so, so left stick moved the man, yeah. right stick moved the aiming thing. <laughs> there you go, the aiming reticle. So with the, so now we talk about it a little bit. How does it work with the Wii agent? Oh, yeah, so over you, to you. you I, I've been playing the Wii version of the Wii edition. So how do the controls work? You got your nunchucky bit to move. You know, yeah, and then you got your zapper thing, and you you can shoot the screen with the main con- re- Wii remote, and you can use that to reload as well. Okay. Um, I got really, really tired playing that. <laughs> oh, it's so good PSD though. One. It's so responsive. Yeah. Um, and you feel like you're actually shooting zombies. Like, it's, it's really well done, though, we have to say. And actually, I, I played it on the Wii U technically. Mm. And I think, and this is where people are going to say, oh, Adrian's such an idiot. I've got a feeling the Wii U uh, actually sharpens up original Wii games. I don't know. Okay. If I've got a feeling. So I've, I'm playing like a proper elite crazy version. Mate, you are living nice. life. I know, right? Because I imagine at the time the Wii probably, Wii version probably didn't look great. Yeah, um, it's it blurry. I mean, yeah. you, can't, you can't export a Wii to HD now. It just looked well, it was blurry. But back in the day, it didn't look that bad. I oh, had it on like HD ready stuff back in the day. It didn't look. Yeah, the Wii U sharpens up, I think. And it's just just great. I loved it. And yeah, that, so that's how you control it. Okay. And what, so, do you, you know, when you have to like use the knife, can you use the knife? Yeah, you have to. I'm just trying to. How does that now. work? You have, so you have to, to hold a button hold down. down and, um, you have to hold down one of the. Nunchuck buttons, and then you can stab yeah. forward. Oh, Ouch. awesome! Yeah, really right, cool. so so can you like smash open the boxes and barrels and stuff as yeah, well you, with the knife? Right, so like, you have to yeah. swipe up and down. Um, and so actually, I really I don't need know, to play this version. In certain it. versions, you have to sort of dodge and you have to cut things. And yeah, you have to do roll the old, out. You have to have a waggle. Time. Yeah, so waggle. Quick time. Things. I'm not being funny. Who needs Wii Fit when you got Resident Evil? Yeah, play that. Play that and Mad World on the Wii, and you're sorted. You're like, you don't have that. You look like Mo. Look like Mo Farah afterwards. No, it's really cool. Some of the Wii aspects are very good in it, I have to say. I mean, I've heard it's one of the best games that kind of makes use of the Wii motion controls. Apart from your Wii Sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. one of the best uses Naturally. of... Yeah. It was really well done, mm. I have to say. I was very impressed by I've the... I've got to play it. Sounds pretty interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, it's the only version I know about. So, we'll go back to the game. Thank you for that, Aid. That was very informative and enlightening. And I will be stealing your copy of... Resident <laughs> Evil on the Wii. That'll be gone. <laughs> Wii plays at the moment. Um, so it was a big departure from the series roots um, with the gameplay focusing more on action and shootouts with fewer survival horror elements. Um, as we've said, the camera's placed behind Leon. You zoom in for an over-the-shoulder view when aiming a weapon um, or a first-person view when using a sniper rifle. Uh, there's no crosshair for your guns. Instead, you have a laser sight, which is very cool. Um, yeah, it's a circle, isn't it? Ah, on the Wii version, is it a circle? Yeah. Because on the console ver- other console versions, yeah, so it's we just got a, a laser red laser, laser yeah. red dot laser sight. No, 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 no. The Wii's got like a cross circle. Yeah. Oh, it's just got like a it's round like, like crosshair. Cross yeah. Ah, yeah. there you go. What are you guys talking about? This is controversial. <laughs> what is this? I know both. Yes. <laughs> can of worms alert. Can of worms alert. <laughs> but it's like to actually move around the laser thing in the PS2 is, is really satisfying. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, okay. so it's a proper red dot laser sight. That sounds cool, to be fair. It is cool. It is cool. Um, and again, unlike previous games, where do you remember you could only sort of you could aim up, or you could sort of shoot straight ahead or shoot down. It was very. <laughs> <laughs> so you waited until they got close and then pointed at the ceiling. And Somehow blew their head off, even though you're yeah. shooting at the light. That was a bit odd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now, now you can. You've got a lot more options. So you can shoot 
the Ganados in the feet and cause them to stumble. You can shoot them in the arms to make them drop their weapons. Um, and then you could shoot like when they throw axes at you or, or the most satisfying if they've got. You can throw the axe in midair. Yeah. You can shoot out of the way. Yes, you can. So cool. Or when they're lighting the dynamite in their hands and then you shoot it and blow them up. That's always fun. Yeah. But so you've got all that now, that kind of precision that we didn't have in games before, where it's like, just shoot the guy, aim at the guy and shoot the guy. Now it was aim at the guy's foot. Quite similar to his arm. PC FPS game called Kingpin. Yeah. Which you could literally, and they're making a remake of it, by the way. It's an interesting game. And it was famous because you could shoot different body parts off. A little bit like that. And if you shot the legs, they stumbled. If I'm, they probably stole it a little bit from there, I reckon. But still very cool. Yeah. Um, so you've also, they also added uh, context-sensitive controls. So based on the situation, you can, you can interact with some parts of the environment. So you can kick down a ladder, um, jump through a window. Brilliant. Yeah. For so actually, yeah. that that's nice action. What about the finishing moves? Yeah, finishing oh, moves. Yeah. The roundhouse kick. Roundhouse or the suplex. Yeah. The, I love that. You do a German, like, you, stu- <laughs> you stun them with a couple of shots and then go in and do a German suplex and the head explodes on the ground. So satisfying. You, you still have to find a key for the uh, the old crusty wooden door that looks like a stiff breeze would blow it over there, don't you? Yeah, you can't <laughs> kick that open. No. You can't roundhouse no, kick no, that. No, no, no. You can't roundhouse kick all your problems away, James. Well, you, you <laughs> can, <laughs> as it turns out. I've got a question, though. If yeah. you're a villager in Spain, why would you... Let's kick your mortgage, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but why would you keep a really a, a really expensive necklace hanging Dangling from like a over dung it. heap? <laughs> and if you sh- I shot it by mistake and it went in the dung heap. You're supposed no, to shoot the thing down. shoot the thing down. Well, you can still get it out of the... No, it's, it's too disgusting. I'm not putting my hand in there. No, you can still... Where so the one... I don't know about the dung heap, but there is one where it falls into a well. well, so, well but you get it out of the well, but it's dirty. So it's oh. worthless when you sell it to the merchant. But if you're oh, clever right. enough to shoot the plank down or whatever, the piece of wood, then shoot it down. Then puzzles are hard for my brain <laughs> to cope with. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you've got the context-sensitive stuff, um, the finishing moves, which are pretty cool on uh, enemies that you've stunned. Um, and there's also quick time events. Oh, yeah. Um, there you or, go. They yeah, which they're a big part of um, RE4. And sort of after Shenmue, which sort of introduced QTEs to the wider game in public, um, RE4 was like the next massive game, I think, that really made use of them. So you've got the bit where you have to run from the boulder, like Indiana mm-hmm. Jones style. And I never really understood why they made Leon run so f- Like, it looks really weird. You, like, you start tapping the button and then suddenly he's running unnaturally fast and it all looks a bit odd, a bit comical. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sometimes you have to kind of wrestle an enemy to stay alive. But it's just yeah. basically hammering the buttons. Um, there's a cool knife fight later on. This cool to where run have- like a big ogre's back and then yes that's right yeah when you're fighting El Gigante yeah yeah, yeah. you have to run up on the back and stab 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 Legolas yeah. style yeah. yeah like Legolas or yeah. when you get dragged into the lake yes you have to tap it to swim back to the boat if you get knocked off oh mate that bit what the big crocodile uh, it's yeah. a giant I think it, uh, it's a giant salamander oh that's right yeah, mate, <laughs> yeah. so let's that, be honest that's one of my favourite bits in that's the game that's great we'll talk about yeah. like the highlights and stuff because yeah, there's just so many memorable moments Um. so yeah QTEs again Talking about the stuff that RE4 implemented that have become standard in games, you still still see those today. Um, and they, yeah, like Aid said, they were incorporated into some of the boss fights. So, like you said, when you're fighting the, the giant troll things, you have to do that in order to, to finish them off. The invent, inventory system, inventory system, inventory system, inventory system. Yeah. I struggle with this word for some yeah. reason. Inventory? Inventory. In- inventory. Inventory. But then it sounds like infantry. In- inventory. <laughs> inventory. Inventory. 
Anyway, have you got an infantry for my infantry? An infantry I love it. Infantry, Let's just infantry. Like, like, yes. Like, like, ching, 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 the inventory case. system ching, ching. is like a grid system represented by you can Liam's spin attaché case. Yeah. Each item takes up a certain number of spaces. So before we used to have, um, was it in the original Resident Evil? I think Jill had no. Chris had six slots. Yeah. And Jill had eight. Yeah. For carrying stuff. Um, and like something big like the submachine gun had like two yeah it might two take spaces. up two spaces yeah, yeah. but now you have to you've got your big case um, and you have to think about what you're going to put where um, and you can upgrade the case I think three times yeah you can make it to bigger, make it really big yeah. um, your weapons ammunition healing items all kept in there um, it doesn't make you keep key items in there so whereas before if you found the See all that had the to go, yeah, 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 the, 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 yeah. It had to go in your sort of eight slots or yeah, your six yeah. slots, which is always a pain. Yeah, do I take the this now? Do I do I leave handle. it here now? Do I go and get the crank handle yeah, or yeah. the plant fertilizer? Yeah. yeah. Well, you could say that added another element of strategy. In those it did. Games. Well, that that was key survival horror, key and I think horror. for four that would have slowed down the pacing. Yeah, definitely. If you suddenly had to run back to the if you yeah if you got to the castle and then you had to run back to the village bit to go and get this and I just it wouldn't really have worked um I loved that case <laughs> I love that case it's like it's hold on sir I need stop. to open my case to find what I need yeah. to do all the zombies find... yeah. somebody's I mean, thrown an axe at me but <laughs> stop stop <laughs> yeah I need to get my case out I have no idea <laughs> where he's keeping it there's no like he's not wearing it on his back he stops <laughs> getting his case but it's just so satisfying I mean I'm OCD at the best of times but keeping it all nice and tidy so you have on the, I used to have my weapons on the left. I don't, didn't, I didn't do that. You didn't do any of this. Oh, pickledy pickledy. Oh. I just like, yeah. <laughs> I, bet, I bet if I look in a attaché case, I'd be like, no. God damn it, you had a grenade next to the first aid spray. This what what, yeah, what are you doing? This shot there, that can but go it was there. the grenades with different colours as well. So you've got all the red, you've got all the incendiary grenades next to each other, and then you have the blue, let the stupid, actually, I don't even pick them up. The flash ones. The flash grenades. Oh, yeah, they're they're so rubbish. Like, the flash grenades, and then the green, the normal hand grenades. And then you have the healing items next to each other. And then the ammo. You have to have it the right way. <laughs> what's, what's next? Alphabetical order. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it was like an, it was like there isn't a lot of puzzles in RE4. They kind of stepped away from that as well. But it was almost like a yeah. little puzzle in itself. And mm-hmm. um, I just I love, I love organizing stuff. It really like a it game. Yeah, Resident Evil Two Leon's, attaché case organized. Yeah, <laughs> Leon's yeah, case I'm organized. I'm turning into an app for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it sort of um, ticked a certain box for me anyway. Um, so. The items that you get in there, you, you find most of it in the environment like you normally do, your herbs, um, ammo, but you can also go and visit the merchant. Um, you pick up Aussie money, don't you? The merchant, yeah, we'll talk about him again in a minute. But yeah, the Aussie, so you pick the up... The Aussie backpacker that's got the Aussie lost backpacker. in Europe. And he's like, <laughs> um, he needs to sell like, like ammunition <laughs> to get around. He's brilliant. Yeah. He's brilliant. Um, but yeah, as Aid said, so whenever you kill anything pretty much, even crows, if you shoot crows, they drop pesetas. And I always found this very charming as well that they use the correct currency. So every t- every time you shoot a villager, they drop like a nice little box of yeah, pesetas. As you would, as they do. Carry them around in a box, yeah. don't you, in Spain? Yeah, they carry their box of pesetas. <laughs> so good. Um, so that's pretty awesome. And there's also sort of treasures and things that you oh, can yeah. find as well. They're quite well hidden, aren't they? To be fair. Yes, and there's somewhere you might find like a crown. But then if you look at the description of it, it'll say that it has a space on it for like three yes. gems. Yeah, you've got to like, oh, then you can combine So it you can sell it, you that. can sell it. But then if you sell it with the three gems in, you'll go, ah, I'll ah, buy it at a high price. Just, just like putting your hand in a pile of poo and getting that <laughs> necklace out, eh? <laughs> Hello, stranger. <laughs> I'll 
<laughs> it's so cool. Um, like, who is this guy? Has he got a name? He's the merchant. Oh, I want to know more about this. Bruce. We're going to talk about more about the characters in a minute. But one thing I wanted to talk about with this game is how well balanced it is. Like, it's not easy, but it's, I never found it to be... I never got stuck on a bit and thought, oh, I'm done with this. I'm going to walk away from it, which I do quite often with video games. <laughs> um, but it just, it feels, it's fair. It feels like a fair game. Yeah. And one of the interesting things about Resident Evil 4 that not everybody knows, you guys might know, you might have picked it up. It's common knowledge these days, but I certainly didn't know at the time, is that it has adaptive difficulty. No. Yes. So you didn't know this. No. So if you kept dying at one point, so no, no, no. It's way more subtle than that. So basically, when you play Resident Evil 4, there aren't difficulty settings. You just play it. You just play it. But throughout the game, based on your performance as a player, it will change the behavior of the enemies. It will change what you receive in terms of ammo and healing items. That's clear. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the, be- I was like wondering why the I'm better so you are, the better you are at it, the more difficult it will make it. And I've oh. seen, because I'm not that good. I've seen footage of how hard it gets. So, you know, sort of even early on when the Granados are in the village and they start, they sort of, the way they do it, I've got to come back to this because I haven't mentioned it. Okay. When you're shooting, you can't move. Yeah. You can't move. You can't move, just like the original games. Yes. So, and it, rather than, because the thing that could have happened with this is you could have had like enemies charging in from every angle and you'd have no real hope of surviving because you can't move, you can't shoot on the fly. So the way they do it is they have them kind of coming towards you slowly and then they'll kind of run a bit, won't they? And then they'll come, but they come in groups as well. Yeah, so it's yeah. like your classic zombie film in that they way. Where really they don't stop. Yeah, they're not yeah. coming very quickly, but they're all getting closer. Yeah. So you better hurry up and take them out. Yeah. Um, but I've seen footage of people playing it who are better at it. So the adaptive difficulties made it harder. They dodge your bullets. No. So you'll go and you shoot and they're to the side. No. And, then the, and all the time they're getting closer. Zombie Matrix. Needless yeah, to yeah. say, I've never seen no, that. No, exactly. Neither had I. Neither had I. So Keith, if you load up the game, still time. Yeah. for the first five minutes, just shot your gun on the floor for about ten minutes. They think, oh, this guy's really bad. Well, I don't know if it works like that, but possibly. Yeah. You, but as the game the goes the game, on, just, yeah. you know, if your accuracy is poor, because you know at the end of each chapter, it tells you, know, you like how accuracy, accuracy you, and how many. Good. Yeah. And so you'll get more ammo. I don't know if it's less enemies, but the way they behave will make it slightly easier mm. for you. They might go down in less hits, but it's, re- it's really complex and it's all going on in the background and you wouldn't know about it. There's me, deal, me and Deal thinking we're the best in this game. You're the dons. Yeah. Oh, Breezed it. Yeah. <laughs> But I, just, I wasn't even looking at this. Look <laughs> <laughs> but now, obviously, now we play games, and we talked about it before, where we pick baby mode um, because we all suck. It was like oh, auto you were, baby. It was like yeah, <laughs> but also if you were good at it, it made it di- more difficult. Auto human, no, auto hard. auto human adult. Yeah, yes, yeah. auto grown up. But yeah, um, which is kind of amazing, really. I, again, I'd, I'd never heard of this happening in a game before. If you switched um, for different levels, like. New player, then mm. expert player. Would it pick it up Would during the know? game? Yeah. Oh, and then back to new player. Like, oh, this. You know. it, it, yeah. So if you're, if you, so because so the game would be seeing it as you were rubbish. Then you got better, and then you got rubbish again. So I, I guess as you got later in the game, things would get slightly easier again. Because it probably yeah. takes a sample of the uh, of a section of gameplay, would not it? Uh, yeah, I don't know over what period, yeah, but and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then well, it must do it over a, a, a significant period because it can't just be the last, you know, five shots. No, everyone, everyone has a bad. Yeah, because you, <laughs> you, you know, you'll have yeah. one where you get three running towards yeah, and you miss yeah, every yeah, yeah, yeah. shot. Speak for yourself, mate, 100%. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I'll shoot the ground for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but how cool is that? I love that, that. Is, I love that, that. is exceptional. You know, you, you know, you normally you pick Clever. the difficulty and that's it, but. 
And it's just, it's so well balanced. Because, like, yeah, I don't think I'm that good. But I've played through this game several times. Some bits are tough, some bits are easier. But it never feels like it's too hard or too easy. And that's, that's a perfectly balanced game. I think, and I could be, I could be wrong here, but mm. I think that was a particular selling point of, um, at least a couple of the games in the Fallout series. Um, they, right. they were quite, um, they advertised quite heavily the, the, the sort of the adaptive, um, sort of leveling up, as mm. it were. So, you know, you, you would never, you would never kind of face anything, you know, wh- whatever you faced would be relevant to your level. Um, and although I don't, yeah, think, yeah. I don't think it's exactly the same thing, because that sound, you know, that is, sounds a bit more fluid, mm. you know, and that was after four. So, Resident Evil 4. So that, that may well have, you know, given them sort of the, uh, flavors of, of all the different games to, yeah. to make that, that kind of stepping up in terms of difficulty. Yeah. Instead of just setting it, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it on normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it on easy. It's not the same flavour all the way through, is it? No, that's right. I, I think it's just, it's, really it's another element that RE4 is like a landmark in gaming. Because yeah. I think that has become... For that time. Really. Yeah, that has become the norm now, I think. Instead of, but a bit like with the aiming and being able to shoot people's legs and arms instead of just up, you know, high, middle, low. <laughs> you know, instead of easy, normal, hard. It just did it on the fly. I mean, right. I don't so know. Impressive. I don't know how it works, but it works, and it's Love just it. super clever. The setting of the game, how good, how good. I'm, I mean, this is a fairly like biased description of the game. I know there are people out there that might have different opinions, but it, you know, generally people love it. But I just, it, it does everything so well. Like it's so, it keeps everything interesting. Yeah. So you You're start never bored. You're never no. Like, I remember, like after I, after I played it the first time. This was before social media. Yeah. I think I text all you guys saying it was a work of art. I literally, like, I, I think, yeah, yeah, I think I remember like, this that. This game is a freaking work of art. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you start off, you drive in, so set the scene. So you're driving in, I love this at the beginning, you're driving into the village with the two cops. Mm, One yes. of them stops to take a pierce, which is mm. kind of random. Um, you go into the village and you see, uh, you go and see the, the, you go into one of the villagers' houses and this is where, have you seen the president's daughter? And then he comes at you and you have to take him out. And yeah, that's yeah. when you have to, you jump out the window and suddenly they're all attacking you. Yes. Yeah. It's perfect, mate. And yeah. then you go into the village and then you see one of the coppers. He's like burnt at the stake. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. It's so creepy. It's so creepy. creepy. Does yeah. the dog jump quite early? There's a dog, isn't there? He doesn't jump out at the beginning. He's trapped in, in, in a bear you trap. Can, you can rescue He's trapped in a bear trap. You've got to rescue you, him. Because you, you don't have to. You don't you have it. to. But if you don't, he doesn't come and help you later he on. Got but help he helps you. Later. you. Oh, so you d- is that true? Have you, has anyone actually? That's true. Rescued? If you don't, re- if you leave him there, he, if you're he, thinking about it. I've never left and who doesn't I've, want a dog when you have got zombies around? I've never left him there. You, I think if anyone listening has left him there, you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah. But no, if you leave him there, he doesn't then come and help you later on. Oh, I like that dog, which is cool. So he shows up again for a boss fight later on, um, and he helps distract one of the enemies. Yeah, woof mark too. Yeah, woof. So, yeah, and so you've got the village set, and then the villagers all attack you, and it all goes crazy, and then the bell tolls. Oh no, the bell! And then they all turn. Boom! The bell tolls. They all turn and wander off, and then Leon says, "What does Leon say? Can you remember what he says? He says, where's everybody gone? Bingo!' <laughs> <laughs> I love his sense of humour. Can you imagine? He's got some terrible one-liners. Um, but then, so yeah, you've got the village, and then later on, you've got the castle. That castle. Mm. You know, they've got epic. The, it is epic. Amazing. As you approach it, you've got the whole thing with the catapults, with the fireballs, yes, the yeah. little maze and stuff. That's before you even get in. Now, the maze is in, inside the castle. Mm. See, but you remember it. And the castle itself is it. so grand, and you've got 
There's the crazy underground lava room. Yeah. Remember the lava room? Oh, every every reputable castle and you, has a lava room. And to room, get to the lava room, you have to go on this giant cog wheel thing that just takes there's you across. That big robot thingy. And then there's giant robot Salazar that That's chases after robot you. Robot Salazar's after you. Yeah. All the, the bad guys. All the bad guys. There's um. Salazar. Then there's mate. the caves, and then you have the minecart chase. Yeah, minecart chase. Minecart chase. They, like, jumping on the back of the minecart. That's it. <laughs> it's too. It's a big game, oh, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a big period. game. And there's the bit where Ashley drives the like massive truck, and they yes. were trying to jump on the back, and you have to defend the truck. Um, and you can control. You can talk about this. You can control. You can, Ashley can't. You can control it. You do control Ashley for part of the game. Yeah, we'll come to that. Um, there's this, and then later on, you've got like a desert fort section. Do you remember yes, that? When that's you fight with, when you fight the army dudes. Yes. GI Joe dudes. Yeah. There's the military complex towards the end. It's huge. There's the labs. I, yeah. There's so that's and part of the, a lot of that takes place on a separate island. You get on a speedboat mm-hmm. with Ada and go across to the island. It's just it's always interesting. You never in what, the, you're in the castle for quite a long time, but because it's all so varied. I assume that'd be the end of the game. Yeah. I thought I was going to about finish the game now. Wrong. There's so many <laughs> memorable sections. So there's the bit in the castle where you have the room with the the blind enemy with the massive like Wolverine claws. And you have to yeah, ring the bell man. to distract him because he can hear your movements. And if he gets you in a corner, it just decapitates him. And in that same bit of the castle, there's the giant, I don't know if you guys remember this, there's the giant room with the massive pools of water. And you get surrounded by the monks. And then Do you have to, that bit, yeah. yeah. And yeah. That's, that's quite a really se- uh, a tough section. And you have, no, and no. Ashley has to go up um, and turn some cranks. Oh, you got to turn the cranks. And you have, but yeah. she has to, do, so you have to stand there and basically pick off. Yeah, yeah. The, the monks as they and come they're coming at you away. Just like, <laughs> headshot. Yeah, and that's when okay. she's going, Leon, <laughs> help. As she does quite often. Um, <laughs> she's a bit annoying after She while. is a bit annoying, Ashley. Oh. Um, so, yeah, and the dog, yeah, the dog, the dog, who is the dog in Haunting Ground, um, which we talked dog about astrophy. on the Tower. Dog, ast- dog astrophy. Yeah, you have to check, maybe change Makes it, less yeah. sense now, but okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, which I just thought was a lovely touch. So yeah, like he said, he comes back when you fight El Gigante, and he comes. Does he? He doesn't try and bite him. Does he? he just distracts him. Yeah, I think no, he, he does. Does he bite him? Does he bite him in the leg? And he distracts him long enough for you to jump on his back and stab him. Yeah. So, oh, but that wouldn't happen if he didn't save him at the beginning. Take him and also, you, if you don't, he wouldn't necessarily. You have to sort of notice the dog because it's off to the side of the path. It's not like right in your way. So as you're walking down into the village, if you're kind of distracted by the path going down, you might not even see him. But if you go over there, they should have like a spin-off him. version of the game where you're the dog and you have to get from this point <laughs> to this a... point. And unless Leon like lets you out, you're kind of stuck there for the whole game. I like Resident that. Canine. Yeah. I like that. I'll turn that into an episode. So let's talk a little bit about the characters. The merchant stuff. The merchant. He's top of my list, actually. He's brilliant. He's become like a cult internet that sensation. That does. Can we call him Bruce? <laughs> You can call him Bruce if you want. <laughs> it is a weird kind of Cockney Australian accent, isn't it? I'm not quite so, sure what it's supposed to be. He's a pirate and he's going from place to place. A pirate he merchant. Like a, Why is he in Spain? Like expat, I suppose. In expat. Spain. And like he needs to get around. He's trying to get to the next continent or wherever. <laughs> so he's like, gets all his ammo and stuff, picks it all he up. He does. And he's like, all these pesetas. So do you remember when you meet him? No. Nah, he when just you in first, a hut or something? No, when you first meet him, do you remember when Leon gets tied up with Luis? Yeah, yeah. Who I haven't put in my list actually with Louise, nah, and then they sort oh, yeah, of they like break free, um, and then he cu- you see him in the window, and he kind of like beckons oh, you round the so you come out there, and oh, you go you round, round the corner, the back of the, yeah, right, and back that's back when he's like, yeah, I've got a great guns for you. What are you buying? <laughs> what are you buying? 
What are you saying? Dylan, you know who it is, apparently. Is that right? You've got a theory. What? I thought he was an Aussie backpacker, so basically <laughs> just trying to get around. <laughs> I thought you like Adrian thought you had a serious like thing. a Resident <laughs> Evil character or something, like a person. No. He was getting ready for a big reveal. Oh, Aussie backpacker you, man. Was my, no. oh, he was right. just a guy trying to get around. Oh. You know, like sometimes when you go backpacking, you need a job. <laughs> yeah, well, he just got a lot more things to sell. Then, yeah, I, I love live his, ammunition and live ammo. Yeah, he's it's very mysterious. Right. I mean, he appears with, the, with his little blue flames next to him. Yeah, um, and and he likes his typewriters. He does have, usually have a typewriter quite near as well that's for you good. to save you your game. It, you'll see it. That's few lucky. Yeah. Ooh, they kept the, the typewriter. They ditched the ribbon in this yeah. one. And you can save at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's, he's kind of odd. He's got, if you notice, he's got red eyes. Um, yeah. So I don't know whether he's supposed to be like one of the infected villagers. Oh, I maybe. Know. I don't know. He's but he's very friendly. Ass. He's very friendly. Yeah. He's I very like friendly it. and he's quite happy to buy stuff at a high price and... Give, Le- one give Leon bargains. So, I don't know. You can actually kill them as Not well. Did you know that? You can shoot him. No, you can't. You can shoot him. You would never do that. I wouldn't. You can. You Are can't? You actually kidding me. Wait, if you How shoot many times him, I've played come back, back later in the game? If you shoot him, he won't reappear at that point. So, if you kill him there, if you need to go back to that point for whatever reason, he won't be yeah. there. But he reappears. He still appears everywhere else. So maybe it's not just one. It's a team. Maybe it's, it's a, a whole team. Of, like, maybe army that's got something to do with the red eyes. Mm. That makes sense. Not enough but... cash. <laughs> <laughs> not enough <laughs> cash, mate. But yeah, he's just he's, you know, his cheeky cockney Aussie accent. He's annoying accent. though because he doesn't sell ammo, does he? That's the annoying no. thing. He doesn't sell ammo and he sells out of stuff really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like if you need first aid spray, which, I, I, often, which yeah. I often do. Yeah. Once you bought, he doesn't restock either. No. I, He's like, I like him. I can't get my deliveries. The lorry drivers are all out of work. Suez Canal blocked again. Yeah, Yeah. Brexit. You know, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) So I've got no more. Yeah. (laughs) Damn lorry drivers can't bring my first aid spray. (laughs) So you can buy lots of you can buy lots of weapon upgrades and lots of different weapons. But yeah, no ammo for the weapons, which is a bit irritating. I couldn't upgrade my weapons when I was Ada though. When I was in separate ways, I could buy new weapons. No upgrades. But I couldn't upgrade it. Okay, that's interesting. Hmm. Not enough upgrades. Not enough upgrades for you. woman. We can't upgrade your gun. (laughs) (laughs) You can barely handle it already. (laughs) That's what we put it now. He's not sexist. We like him, don't we? We do like him. We do. We love love the merchant. (laughs) He's a good lad and or good lads. Lad or lads. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We like like the merchant. Boogeyman or boogeyman. And or boogeyman. Could you imagine Boogie Bruce's? Resident Evil, you know, like business edition. You have to sort of control this guy. Control the merchants. Buy low. Sell high. Yeah. Theme that's resident. That's three apps I'm making. Right. Yes. Um, Leon. Leon Scott Kennedy. Our yeah. hero. See, I never thought that S stood for Scott. Oh, what do you think he stood for? Well, because, you know, the way he, like, dances around, he's got, like, his nice hair. Like, the ladies all kind of smooth. I thought it was smooth. <laughs> Leon smooth That's his nickname. Kennedy. Well, like, LL Cool J. Yeah. Like, ladies exactly. love ladies Cool love James. Cool James. Ladies love Cool Leon. Smooth Leon. Smooth Leon. <laughs> <laughs> Do we do we like Leon? I mean, so if you, if you remember Resident Evil Two, he was like first day on the job. He just kid. wanted, to, he, he yeah, and he just wanted to, he just wanted to help people. Yeah? Mm-hmm. He, just, he was a good guy. He just wanted to do right. And now he's, he's kind of sassy. Yeah, he's, he's sassy. He's, he's like sure of himself, badass action yeah. guy. He's a little Ooh. cheesy. I thought he is cheesy. Yeah, a bit Hollywood. He's got some terrible. I don't know if this is just. He's Jap- trying to be like old school Bond. I don't know if this is just Japanese writers. Right in English dialogue, but some of the the lines he has are poor. Like when I like uh, all of them. When Salazar calls him his what does he does he call him his brother? He's like, no thanks, bro. 
or the bit where he talks about his right hand coming off and he says, I will send my right hand after you. And he's obviously referring to his like henchman and he goes, your right hand comes off. It's just I like mean, yeah, tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. Trans- to be fair, yeah. his jokes would fit quite well in our podcast. That's true. Yeah. I yeah. feel like he would be a good member of the team. <laughs> yeah. Leon. Uh, we'd Leon. want the merchant, but on paper we'd Not get Salazar, Leon. And whenever Adrian was in trouble, he could go, Leon! <laughs> help! <laughs> and then when Adrian dies, you'll go, Leon! <laughs> Leon! Leon! Okay, we like Leon. That's like, do we like Ashley? How do you feel about Ashley? I, I started. I hate her at the start. I thought she was so annoying, but I grew to love her. Did you? And uh, really? yeah, because she, yeah, no, she was annoying to the She's end. Annoying. <laughs> but, you. She's annoying. But you know, but she, like, she does do a lot of growing up. She does do a lot of growing up during our E4. Yeah, I mean, she didn't know how to crank a crank before, but she sure now knows she knows how now. to crank that. And crank. she's good at getting through little tunnels. She's and good stuff. at crawling. Yeah, crawling, yeah. yeah. Um, because Leon won't crawl. And hiding in dumpsters yes. when she's told to. Go and hide she's very obedient dog. like a dog. Yes. Does she always Go do what she's told to? Yeah. She does, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. She realises when there are things trying to eat her that she should go and hide that, in the that's dumpster. Common, that's more common sense than a lot of video game characters, well, let's be honest. Especially a lot of... Um, sort Because of, one one criticism people have of it is that it's like one big escort mission once you find her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you find her quite early on. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of escorts in um, video... She's pretty good. Like she doesn't yeah. really get in the way. So if you try and point your gun at her, she ducks. Mm-hmm. You can when shoot you're shooting. It, I think you can if you try hard enough. I don't do it on purpose. When when you're you know when you're being attacked and she's behind you, she sort of sticks herself on Leon's back, so there's no way they can get to her mm-hmm. or they can shoot her by accident. And also, yeah, there's a command where you you can command her like a dog, basically, and you can go wait, and then go follow. So you can yeah, make I love her that wait. wait and follow. Yeah. Thing. So you just good. wait and just stop. Wait. And then you go around the corner and kill some bad guys and then go, follow. And it's just, It'll be cool as It's well. a bit like she's an animal or something, but it works. And obviously, when you go into an area, there are certain bits where there are dumpsters nearby and you can make does a she ever get, a dumpster. Does she ever get a weapon? I can't remember now. If she, no. There's a quite a big bit where you have to get oh, certain bits of treasure. So, yeah, we'll talk about that quickly. There is one brief section in the castle where you actually take control of Ashley when she gets yeah. separated from Leon. Um and most of it is just avoiding enemies That's because right, she's yeah. defenseless. But there is, you can throw, um, it's lamp. They're lamps, aren't they? Like oil That's lamps. Right. Yeah, and you can, can throw them at the, the cultists and they catch fire. Yeah, so she can defend herself. Yeah. And that is a section with the ghostly suits of armor as well. Right, yeah. um, you have to go and do one of those um, sliding tile puzzles. Oh, that was annoying. Yes, it was. It's like the hardest puzzle in the game. It was hard. Not, it was. It's hard if, like me, you I, messed up straight away. I used YouTube <laughs> to do that. I used YouTube. Did you? Don't <laughs> say that. You should say you worked it out. We never use walkthroughs or watch no. them. The game was like this guy's terrible. Just just get rid of half the tiles. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that section's quite good because you you go from being Leon, who's obviously badass with his suplexes and his shotguns and his rocket launchers, to Ashley, who's completely defenseless. Um, so that's quite good. Um, and yeah, she, she she's kind of annoying. I mean, she's supposed to be like 19 years old or something, um, but she seems to act more like a 15 year old. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, a really annoying teen. The annoying like, American yeah. teen from the early 2000s. Um, there's also the re- see. I don't know why I left him out. So you meet Louise, who is a local. He says he's an ex-cop, um, but it turns out he's sort of working with Los Illuminados. Um, on the, the Las Plagas parasite. Um, but then it turns out he's trying to sort of sneak out the sample and, and, and do good. And, but he is a bit of a perv 
because a little, a little bit of a perv on Ashley when they yeah, meet. Yeah, that's a little bit um, weird. And he refers to her ballistics. Yeah, you don't, mate. Just yeah, don't do it's it. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I didn't warm to him. Not, no, not you like don't. the merchant. Well, you, that's the thing, because you see him a couple of times, and then he gets killed. Yeah, I didn't. Spoiler alert. I didn't shed any tears. Spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Spoiler alert on this How really old you? game. Sorry. <laughs> and if anyone hurts the merchant, then there'll be trouble. Exactly. See, we care yeah, more about him. <laughs> yeah, I've just realised as well that I hadn't mentioned Las Plagas, so bad key. So these aren't zombies. These aren't possessed people. They're being controlled by a parasite called the Las Plagas parasite, which has been injected into them um, and enables them all to be controlled. So that's what that is. Um, So yeah, yeah, Leon's a bit hammy. Ashley's a bit annoying, but you know, we still like them. Um, One really cool thing about RE4 is the variety. I talked about the variety of the the settings as well, but the variety of enemies. So again, you go through the different areas. So it starts off with the Ganados, the villagers. Mm-hmm. And even then, they're so creepy. Mm-hmm. You, when they come at you, and they're all shouting at you in Spanish as oh, well. Right. See, I didn't know it was in Spain. I, I, I thought it was like some, even, I don't know, even further Eastern country. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So they, they come at you and they're just shouting. So you can speak Spanish, you understand and, what the hell they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, apparently, like, they're like, outsider. Oh. And then they come and there's lots of just like, die, die. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's actually. I kind of get the gist of it. Yeah, I think, I think, I think. Hello, welcome to the village. <laughs> They're just trying to be Would nice. Would you like a <laughs> cup of tea? <laughs> They're just trying to get you in for some I think it's, I think I heard somewhere it's like Mexican Spanish. So it's it like, really slightly cool. inaccurate because they were supposed to be in Spain. Oh, yeah. But, but yes, but you, that's, and that is a, another great aspect of the game is you always know where, when you're in trouble through the audio. So obviously there's music for like the combat scenes, but also you can hear all of the enemies. So yeah. you hear the Ganados talking, you hear them mumbling to themselves, or if they see you, that's when they kind of go, shout whatever they shout. Yeah. Insert Spanish word for outsider. Yeah, whatever that is. I can't remember. I'm not going to pretend to know. Um, or Dr. Salvador. Now, I don't think he's officially given this name in the game, but this is the chainsaw guy with the sack over his head mm-hmm. yeah. who can like instantly decapitate Leon. Yeah. But again, you hear the chainsaw fire up. So cool. You, think, so cool. Oh, you know he's coming. Even if you can't see him. And he runs at you, to be fair, doesn't he? He does come at you quickly, yeah. And he takes a lot of hits to go down. And you can knock him down, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's dead. No. So, yeah, he's he's one of the hardest enemies you deal with early on. But you can't um, pick up his chainsaw, can you? No, that's a shame. That would be cool. No, he doesn't drop it. He does. That'd he be does. game over then, though, wouldn't potatoes, it? though. Yeah. But I mean, and th- actually, when you shoot an enemy, yeah. I always found if you when they were down, you could keep shooting them, but it didn't seem to do that much damage. It's almost worth them coming back up again and shooting the head oh, again. Oh, yeah, it's not true? until they start moving again. I think yeah, it's worth shooting them. But I used to do the old, especially the first time you play it when you've got like the unlimited ammo, or so you go up and you stun them and then go with the knife and go swipe, swipe, swipe. I didn't. Swipe, swipe, I hardly swipe. use my knife. I was like, really? Just shoot. Get away. <laughs> I suppose with the wee thing, I bet that it's just the temptation is. Just Rambles yeah, he's down. dead. <laughs> yeah, um, but he's quite a cool enemy. Um, then you've got Salazar, who's like the little Napoleon guy. Oh, he was cool. Rumpelstiltskin. So, yeah, he's so <laughs> weird looking as well. He looks like he's got that weird aging disease, doesn't he? He looks like a child. Yeah, but with like the he's old. So nice. Curious yeah. case of Benjamin like Salazar. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good bad guy. He's, he's yeah, he's guy. super he's cheesy. Won- I actually met my fantasy football team that year. I actually named it Damn You Salazar. I think I remember that yeah. as well. Damn You Salazar. I thought my uh, fantasy football team was obscure. There you go. Spy, like... Spider Rico FC. 
It's a bit obscure. Sadler, Lord Sadler, who's like the main bad guy yeah. in the purple world. Oh, yeah. He man. controls the Lost the Villagers and the Ganados. And, so he's like the head of Los Illuminados. Oh, yeah. And he's the one behind the evil plan to send Las Plagas to America so they can take over the world. Because that's what people want to do, generally. Yeah. It's the president's daughter, isn't it's it? the president's daughter, yeah. I mean, he's he's okay. I mean, he kind of, he's quite hammy as well. Very cheesy. Chews up the scenery a bit. Eventually, when Leon gets infected, spoiler alert, infected mm. with Las Plagas, he can control him a little bit as well, mm. which is kind of cool. Um, and you've got Mendez as well, who's like the village chief. He's like the fir- he's like the boss for the end of the village section. You fight him in like a warehouse. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. he turns into this weird kind of oh, spidery. Gross. He man. hangs down, and you, have to, you get the rifle and take him out. That was gross. That bit. There's yeah. a couple of times before that where he could kill you, but he just kind of leaves you. Do you remember? He kind of grabs Leon by the throat. I yeah. Th- yes. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. He yeah, just yeah, drops yeah. you, doesn't he? Just, just throws away. him down and it's like... I think you start to find in the I notes, think Ada helps out in those bits as well. There is one There is one of those bits where, where Ada appears as well. Yeah, and some of you... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next on my list of characters, Ada Wong. Everybody, Ada. Yeah. Everybody's favourite mysterious lady from RE2 who up until this point we thought was dead. Because mm-hmm. she, 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 you leave her behind at the end, end of Resident Evil Two. Yeah, you assume the worst. You assume the, the worst. She seems to find a way in the lab section at the end. Yeah. She's got that crazy gun with the the grappling, the grappling hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's how she got in RE Two. Maybe. That's it. You just grappled it, grappled it, grappled it, grappled it. Like Batman. Way out of there. That's easy for you to say. She's got all kinds of cool stuff. She's got these weird exploding, she wears like su- a... exploding sunglasses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that is a crazy thing to wear on your face, right? Risky. Yeah, just in case just you accidentally... Just in case? Risky. Imagine, I just want to readjust my sunglasses. Let's get a bit... Cool. <laughs> Bang! That'd be a whole different sunglasses. And now I've got no head. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Do we like Ada? She kind of... She's yeah. a, it's kind of irritating the so way... It's a bit high. Yeah. 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 We like Ada. But the way she kind, kind of appears and then she really doesn't help. Like there's one bit later on where she appears with two seconds and then she goes, oh, we should split up. It's like, well, yeah. well, Keith, you, you haven't, haven't been around the whole game. Separate ways. You, don't you can tell me about that in a minute because I don't think I have played it at all. Yeah. Because there's two, there's two um, extra bits of content with Ada in. There's one called Assignment Ada, which is one where you just have to go and retrieve a sample. Right. But separate ways is like, it's like a whole, it's a few hours long, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't completed it yet, yeah. but I've, I've played uh, the first three chapters and that's taken about an hour and a half. And, there's this weird Matrix-looking guy with dark sunglasses. I don't know his name. It's Wesker. Oh, right. That's Wesker. And where he's like, yeah. you've got to try and Wesker. kill... He actually wants Wesker, you Wesker. as Ada oh, to kill Leon at one point. Ah. So maybe that's why she she's a bit reluctant, really. That's, well, she's working for him. I don't know if it's West, under, Wesker. under duress. Wesker, Albert yeah. Wesker, yeah. So he, Wesker. he was the villain in the original Resident Evil. Oh, mm. yeah. He's a bit of a bad and boy. And he reappears in It the is cool, though, because on. you're retracing steps uh, from the game. Oh, I've done this bit before. It's good. It's fun. She, like I said, you can't upgrade so, the ba- So separate ways, basically. So I'll mention it again later on, but I think basically it was DLC for the PlayStation 2. Not D- So not DLC, but extra content for the PlayStation. Right. I've got so used to that phrase now. For the PlayStation 2 version. And it basically fills in what she's doing yeah. while Leon's doing what he's doing, yeah. which I quite like. It's fun. It kind of fills that game. side of it. Um, and it was my chance, because I completed Resident Evil 4 yeah. a few months ago, so it was another chance to replay it just for this podcast, but on a slightly different angle. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And you can grapple, you can grapple hook to certain bits. Oh, can you? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I know what I'm doing when I get home. It's quite funny that you mentioned, it's quite funny you mentioned the whole splitting up thing because I think I seem to remember there was a running joke. But on, certainly on the first, first game, possibly on the second one as well. Yeah. Wherever you find someone, the first thing they say, let's split up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, hang on a minute. Surely it's yeah. better than one. Exactly. Yeah. It always that classic horror movie. Thing, Bungie's isn't on the it? Yeah. yeah. Let's split up. Why would you do that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Krauser. I always found Krauser to be kind of a strange character because it's like you get this implication of Leon's previous military army history. Dudes. So when before did he, he when, did, when did he do that? Yeah, it's just like they're old army buddies or something. Um, I mean, he's he's okay. He's kind of he's pretty tough. He's kind. He is quite he tough. tough. So yeah, so you have the the quick time knife fight, oh, I didn't which know. caught me out the first time because you think you're still watching the cutscene, and then suddenly yeah. the prompts flash oh, up, and died. oh, you're dead. <laughs> So that is quite tough. And then you have the big battle with him at that, like, that four at the end. That is quite difficult. So you've got the, so it's not just the boss fight. There's the bit leading up to it where he keeps appearing. Yes. Attacking you. And then he throws a flash grenade and disappears again. I had to use my knife with him at the end. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. I didn't. And like totally randomly, there's like, he uses these little drone things as well. Yes. Which is like, they're not in the whole, the whole of the rest of the game. Suddenly you've got these little drones shooting at you and yeah. Just, just crazy. I think that was crazy. the toughest boss of the game for me personally. Krauser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike. Do we remember Mike? You should never forget Mike. Rest in peace. I don't know. Mike. Remembering I Mike. Do you remember the, the military complex towards the end? I do. Who's Mike? The drinks are on me. Mike's the chopper pilot. You know that uh, section where he comes in yeah, and he starts no. helping you out and he's like blowing up the towers oh, that yes. they're all in. <laughs> And then you get through the end of that section no. and he thinks, he, he's like, oh yeah, the drinks are on me. And he's like, oh, I know a place. And it's all, yeah. And then there's a Granado up on the hill somewhere with a rocket launcher. And he takes oh, him out. That bit is good. And he's like, Mike, no. Gone, so, gone but never forgotten. Exactly. I had to mention him because, you know, you oh, shouldn't be is, forgotten. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> bit, I know, oh, poor Mike. Poor Mike. Um, loads of different enemies. We've mentioned the Granados. The giant salamander thing is called Del Lago. So you get dragged out. You have to, oh, you have to cross the lake so on a little much. little power boat. That bit really makes We have to chuck harpoons at him. It makes my pants brown. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, you're harpooning this guy. And it's like, and the, the music when it ramps up. You know, yes. like, when, when he's like dragging you, dragging you around. And then, oh, he's maybe gone away. And then he hits the boat. Because you have to throw the harpoons. And you have to steer the boat as well. And then, so he can knock you off the boat, and then you have to, you have to have a so quick time, got, tap, yeah, tap, 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 trying to get back in the boat. Mate, and seriously, oh, heart, heart rate through the roof, mate. That is I love that bit awesome. So um, as we've mentioned, El Gigante, who are like, they're like giant trolls, aren't they? Um, yeah. And I love it how you can just jump in their backs. Or... Yeah, so there's, the, you encounter them, I think, three times. So there's the one section with the dog, where it's just one of them. Then there's another bit where you're going through uh, with Ashley, and you have to get through a couple of locked doors, and you have yeah, and you have to get past them. It's like an enclosed door, yeah. Yeah. And then later on in one of the cave sections, where there's like a floor of lava, and you have to knock open the grates so they fall in. And it's got zip lines in that room as well. That was it's just so many crazy rooms. And I've just remembered one I've forgotten to put on here in the cave section. There's that whole area which is like. shipping crates suspended from the ceiling by chains mm-hmm. and you have to get from one into the yes, other and there's, a time and there's limit, that monster in yeah that monster there's a time limit you have to find the buttons to open the gates and 
just so many like cool. crazy moments. Um, yeah. I quite like most of the enemies. The ones I hated because they were just really annoying were the Navistadors. What are they? These are the flying ones that can go invisible. Oh, those weird sort of garbage. They're yeah. insecty ones. Oh, I don't like so those. you see them in the sewers and then again later in the caves. Um, so yeah, troopers thingies. Right? Yeah, yeah, like big yeah. bugs. Because you can't see. And actually, it. a shotgun shot wouldn't always kill them. Not always. No, they were quite They're resilient. Right. Yeah, and they move around really quickly. They're the hardest because of the way the controls work. They're the hardest enemy well, to deal if with. If you've got a wee zapper, I don't like them. Leave it to oh, me, yeah, mate. They're, they're, they're the only <laughs> bit that I didn't like. Um, the monks as well in the castle setting. They were so cool. So you've gone. So you've gone from. So you've, you've gone from the Ganados, who are quite creepy, and they shout at you, and then you go and you've got all the monks, and yeah, they do the more. There's one block of metal skull. It's getting louder and louder yeah. around you. Where is they coming Exactly. From, like, They're so cool. Yeah, you've got the ones in the red rose with like the goat skull heads. So cool. Again, another random room I've remembered. The one that looks like, I don't know, like a little courtroom with the machine gun turret in. Yeah, you go get the. Yeah, yeah. Just, 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 just so much. So the monk, I love the monks. And that was, that was the thing as I was saying about you can always hear them coming. So the Ganados had the shouting, the monks do the chanting, the Regenerators, who were probably the scariest enemy in the Wait, game, in the lab section. The ones with the regenerating limbs. Oh, I didn't like Who them. make that horrible... Go- <coughs> and you had to... See, I was like, I can't kill these guys, but you have to use the rifle. It's the rifle. You have to use the rifle and you have to find the infrared scope. And do you know what? So yes, can, and do you know what, Keith? Yeah. So you find the yellow Up till then, then you're going to become stupid. I never really used the rifle that much. Well, a lot of the times you don't get a chance. No. Because you don't, it's, very, it's rare that you get a section where you can just sort of stand off at a distance. But yeah, you need the scope. Because it, it shows the bits to shoot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what makes that scary as well, because the rifle is slower to use and slower to reload and everything if you miss the shot. So the yeah. scope shows you where the parasites are on the body and you have to hit them. That's why it's a clever game, though. It always keeps you on your toes. You never get used to it. It always changes it up. Because so I remember good. the first time I played it, I was like, oh, here's the lab section. And then you do <laughs> it. And what, so you go into... When you first meet them, that you see something lying on a slab in one room, but you have to go into the opposite room to get yes. something. Yes. And then when you've got what you needed and open the door, mm-hmm. he's come through the yeah. door and he's coming at you. So like, good. Ah. And so it doesn't good. matter if you shoot with the head and stuff. It's not, it's no, coming. you can blow the legs off, but they grow back and get up. Hence it's the great. name. Yeah. So he just needs his knife and a Wii remote and he's good to go. Yeah, he's good. Stab, stab, stab. Who needs a stab? But they're great enemies and they are scary as well. And that night they just met a horrible stuff. <laughs> and you can hear them around the corner and like, have a cough sweet though. <laughs> so good. Talking of the rifle, the gun sounds in this game. Yeah. They're so satisfying. Yeah. Like, shotgun. Like the shotgun, the rifle. And the, the, like the loading, the reloading animations as well. Again, for 2005, it's just, it's also, it was perfect. it was just oh, work of art, work, work of, of art, art. masterpiece. Um, the atmosphere of the game as a whole—it's less of a like a creepy, creepy game. Um, the original, obviously, in the mansion is very scary, in the police station, in the second game. Um, but it, I just find the balance between like the action stuff and the creepy stuff. So, because obviously, there's lots of there is a lot of time when you're alone as well, when you are exploring, yeah. as well as all the That's sort of set fun. pieces. Yeah. Yeah, but just I just love the setting, um, and it's just got a perfect atmosphere, and the soundtrack's really good. Um, it's got a lot of variety to it. Obviously, there's just typical kind of like orchestral stuff, which is moody strings and things. But like the first bit where you're riding in the car to the village with the, mm-hmm. so they've obviously got the radio on, and it's got like some Spanish guitar mm-hmm. song going on. 
Um, you've got the monks chanting. And then even on the island later where you've got like the military section, it's got like some 70s kind of prog rock stuff going on. It's like, it's just, it just, yeah, it just, but it just, it changes and it just, it, none of it gets stale. It's a long game. I think the first time I played it, it took me about 17 hours. So again, for 2005, game. Game that's quite a long days. game, yeah, but definitely. there's so much in it. Um, but it never gets boring. Oh, just and I've, I've given up on every single Resident Evil game before this, but this is the first time I've finished to the end. And I loved it. There you go. Bravo. There you go. Um, so that's the, I mean, that's the game itself and, and the characters and the settings and stuff. Um, so they did add content for the PS2 version, as we've touched on, um, and the largest edition of which was Separate Ways. Uh, and this focused on Ada Wong's involvement in RE4 and her connection to the series villain, Albert Wesker. Um, there's also some extra stuff called Ada's Report, which is a five-part documentary analyzing Ada's relationship with Wesker and his role in the plot. Um, other unlockable content in all versions included the Mercenaries minigame, which has gone on to be... We've t- I think we talked about it a little yes. bit before. It's got... Are you a fan? Yeah. Ah, that's good, because we've never really played much of <laughs> it. Oh. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Should, should, because... should get some points. Oh, great bag. Mm. It's, it's, I don't know, it's a bit weird, because it's, it's sort of like when you played it, you were like, like, what am I kind of playing? Because they've not really done anything like that before. No. And it was obviously playing, you know, different people, different roles, different kind of little stories and... and picking up different things, going different locations, but it was all quite sort of snappy. Um, yeah, it's all about your high score. and Exactly, yeah. And it was all about timing chains. high scores. Yeah, and, yeah. and, it, and, and it was, I don't know, it was, it was, it felt really fresh because um, there was nothing like that before it. Mm. And it was just really good to kind of look at, um, even though you didn't get a lot of story on the characters that you were playing as, you, you got kind of um, little attributes and things like that yeah. that sort of helped him. And each one was different. Mm. Um, and it was good because it was almost like a, yeah, like a mini RPG come sort of action. Yeah. It, was, it was actually really good, really, really addictive. Okay. You, every time you just wanted to beat what you'd done, yeah. go a different route or whatever. So it was, it was like a condensed version, um, but it was very snappy. It was mm. very, yeah, and that was really good because it kept you kind of wanting, wanting more. So yeah, great, great little mini game that was. You get to play as a different character as well. You start off with just Leon, but you can unlock Krauser, Ada, Wesker, which is quite cool. So you can play as Wesker and also Hunk. No. Yeah. Uh, Hunk's in that. it as well. He's like an umbrella corporation um, like military <laughs> He's dude. Hunk. He's part of the RE2 story, isn't he? Yeah. So you like complete RE2 a certain way. Yes. And then you get his little side story. Yeah. He's part of the team that we're trying to obta- uh, obtain the, the G-Virus, G-Virus yeah. from... And then- that's, I never completed that, although I got a little hack on the memory card uh, that let me okay. do the tofu one as well. Yeah. But then yes, tofu one. talk about that. Yeah. Um, Hacks. What else was there? There was also new costumes for Leon and Ashley once you've completed it that you can unlock. Ooh, um, did you say about how Leon loses his jacket in the game? Oh, so, yeah, so he's got his jacket. Yeah. It's iconic kind of fleecy leather jacket kind of cool and Pilot they, jacket. so he gets it taken it looks really cool and he looks quite chilly it looks like yeah. spain in the autumn and then he loses it when he gets tied up with luis yeah and so he's just in then he never gets it like, back but no and then i done that separate ways oh yes then, sorry go then, on what did you discover really weird. i was got walking back through the village as ada and i was trying to shoot the zombie but it wasn't like registering i was like what's going on then it said then she was like that Jacket looks familiar. <laughs> then eventually you can kill the zombie and like and he's wearing like Leon's, Leon's jacket, jacket but you can't so, take it. See, I've got to play that. I've got to it play that cool. now. So the new costumes that you've got for Leon and Ashley, uh the first set are Leon's RPD uniform from Resident Evil nice. Two, which is cool. Yes. Um and Ashley gets what Capcom call a pop star outfit. 
which is the very low cut spandex top thing. Oh, oh that kind and of pop like star. White skin tight micro trousers. Louis suggested it, didn't he? Yeah, probably. Um You made it. The other two that you can get that you can get, which I've managed to unlock, I'm not sure how you do it. Um for Leon, it's like a nineteen thirties um New York gangster outfit, complete with the hat, the white silk scarf. Um and you can also get like a Tommy gun. Like oh, is it the Chicago typewriter it's called? Which is kind of as powerful as the rocket launcher, but without the slow reload and it just takes out everything. So you can just, so one of the things I've done upon completing it is sold all my crap and bought the unlimited rocket launcher. How much? And then play, I think that's like a hundred thousand pesetas. But then you can play through the game. It doesn't make it super easy because there are bits where the fact that it takes so long to reload right, yeah. makes it a bit of a pain. It jumped on my reload. Yeah, yeah, but it makes the bosses and stuff really easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, Ashley gets a suit of armor, which is quite cool because she can't be harmed by oh. anything, basically. Um, and you know the bit where they try and pick her up and carry her off? I've seen footage of this because I haven't unlocked it. Um, they try and pick her up, but she's too heavy. So they fall over as they're trying <laughs> to carry her. That- yeah. That is so cool. It's a little, so nice well little touch, out, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Um, it's weird, though, because you, you can't sort of combine the costumes. So if you're Leon in his police uniform, Ashley wears the pop star outfit. If you're the gangster Leon, she wears the suit of armor, which is a bit weird. Um, but yeah, I, I really want to unlock that one. So Resident Evil 4. We talked a bit about the reception, Game of the Year awards, etc. Um, the GameCube and PS2 versions have a score of 96 out of 100 on Metacritic. Indicating ridiculous. universal acclaim. Just about. Yeah. <laughs> um, in addition to the gameplay, the characters and story generally receive positive commentary, leading to the finished product being deemed by most as one of the best video games ever. I would agree. <laughs> Dale agrees. Is it? Would you? Would you go that far? I know you really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was amazing, man. And it, like you said, it, I never was bored. It kept no. me going. And I'd given up on Resident Evil games before. I didn't catch get, get involved with the characters. Mm. Something about it I just loved. It's just it was sometimes that's, it's sometimes game. it's that intangible thing. But yeah, fun. it's rare to find a game where you just like I just want to keep playing. It. And I haven't played that many. Like you talked about playing um, Resident Evil three forty three times. I haven't completing played it. completing it. Sorry, <laughs> forty three times. Not playing it. Um, I can't think of many games I've replayed as often as this, especially a game this long. But it's just like. Oh, that's what, commitment right there. Well, right? it's just like, what do I want to play? What do I want to play? Yeah, I'll play. Because it's just always, always fun. It is kind of it's always fun. Way, though. It just shoots the bad guys. Yeah. There's not many Which kind of undersells it a bit, but it's yeah. just, I love it. I love it. Um, GameSpot's Greg Kasavin praised the voice acting, but claimed that it was betrayed by some uncharacteristically goofy dialogue. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh that made, made it have, fun. You have a bit of goofiness in the room. <laughs> a bit of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, IGN's Matt Casamassina went into further detail in his review for RE4, praising not only the detailed character design, but also the fight choreography and the three-dimensional models within the cinematic sequences. Um, He also complimented the voice actors, especially Paul Mercier, who played Leon, commenting, for once the characters are believable because Capcom has hired competent actors to supply their voices. Um, Nintendo Power recognized Resident Evil 4's character design and voice acting and said uh, the increased variety of weapons made for a much more exciting game. I suppose, what, in previous RE games, you got a shotgun, 
pistol shotgun, pistol shotgun, uh, grenade launcher, grenade launcher, rocket launcher for one use yeah. at the end. You had a, you had. Oh, a, there's a machine gun in three, isn't there? There is uh, AR like a yeah. assault rifle, and then, and then I think I think in one of the others you had um, you had to build your own shotgun. I think there was parts of a. Um, like a Terminator 2 style shotgun. Yes. Flip reload shotgun. Yeah, you yeah, actually, yeah. You actually put your arm out to shoot over. Oh, that's right. Like that a one? sawn off shotgun. Yeah. I, yeah. Th- I think it, it may have even been the first game. I'm not sure, but I think you could, you found parts of it, but it was really hard to find. Yeah. And when you got it, you could just literally scythe through everything. Nice. Yeah. Um, the ratings of the later PC port were not as high as for the other versions. It was heavily criticized for no mouse support. Huh? That's just weird. Why would you not have a mouse support? Um, and frustrating keyboard controls. Yeah. Low quality FMV cutscenes. Choppy graphics rendering. It didn't have any shadows or proper lighting. Um, Aha, PC games. Yeah. yeah. And required a gamepad controller for more precise aiming and gameplay. Yeah. Um, PC Master or what? Japanese game magazine Famitsu reviewed the Wii version, giving it a perfect 10. Um, the, reviewers felt, the reviewers felt the new controls offered something fresh. Multiple reviewers agreed that even those who own the original will find something fun and enjoyable in this version. So I need to play that. Dylan's played both, and which one did you prefer? I like the Wii one, but my arms got tired. I go back to the PS2 one. Hey, so I, think, I, I think you could enjoy both. But again, again, that's kind of high praise for the game, like the core of the game itself and, and how good it is. Um, British magazine that I've never heard of, Endgamer. Did you know that one? Is that a Nintendo yes, one? Back in the day. I Gave think, the Wii yeah. edition a score of 96%. Slightly lower than the 97% they gave the GameCube version. Damn them. 1% less. They praised the visuals, controls, and features and commented on the fact that such an exceptional package was on sale for a low low price. (laughs) (laughs) Um, However, when writing about the Wii controls, they said if you played the GameCube version, this won't be as special. It would be precisely 1% less special, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, Not fi- enough percent. <laughs> <laughs> Official Nintendo magazine gave the Wii version ninety four percent, three percent less than the original, due to it not having the same impact it did when it first came out. Wow, uh, um, the PS three version, which was released as a HD remaster rather than a remake, um, received a score of nine point from Destructoid, calling it a hallmark of excellence. Um, in October 2013, Edge magazine retroactively awarded it 10 out of 10, one of 23 games to achieve a perfect score in the magazine's 20-year history. Uh, it was named Game of the Year at the 2005 Spike Video Games Award and by Nintendo Power and Game Informer. It tied with Kingdom Hearts 2 as Famitsu's Game of the Year. Anyone played that? Any Kingdom Hearts fans? No, but I know that people love it. People do like it. They, like they, it. they say they're good. So. Um, IGN gave the game the Best Artistic Design Award. Um, and the International Game Developers Association nominated it for the Best Visual Arts Award, but lost to, can you guess, I know Adrian loves this game. Um, it is a PlayStation game. We love Katamari. No, it's known for its kind of its look, and it's kind of a sister game to another game that I know you like and played. Um, oh, confused I know, I haven't given you very good clues. It's Shadow of the Colossus, there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but that, was, so that, like, that won the Best Visual Arts award for oh, two stunning games. game to look at um, Nintendo Power ranked it as number one in their list of the top 25 best GameCube games of all time yeah in 2008 it was ranked first place in the list of the best games of all time according to the readers of IGN um, number three on the list of all time PlayStation games as well so madness 
basically so everyone loves it. Think about all great. of the games that was, and what, what year was that? Was, what which, year, which was, so it came out in 2005. Oh, that list. So in, in, in 2008, they did a best games of all time and it came out at number one. 2008, you think about all the games before that and it, yeah. and it topped the lot. Number one. Um, they're so good. There's some heavyweights <laughs> yeah. in there, boy. I tell you, and it's top it's that list. So good. In 2010, the readers of PlayStation official magazine voted it the tenth tenth greatest PlayStation game. So apparently, there's nine better PlayStation games. Um, and in 2007, Edge ranked it at second place in its list of the top games of all time, behind only Ocarina of Time. Correct. There you go. It's a, a modern horror masterpiece. Says he proudly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as we've touched on, there was lots of ports. Um, it's ported to the PS2 after Capcom stated that it did not fall under their exclusivity deal, which is convenient for them. Um, it was later included with Code Veronica X and Resident Evil Outbreak as part of a compilation for the PS2 called Resident Evil The Essentials. I want now, that. Wow. I, run, I wondered. I've not got that here, but I wonder if it was a Japan only. Must have been a Japan only. Yeah, sounds pretty we cool. We've heard about that. Um, the PlayStation, now, PlayStation 2 version featured two standard and collector's bundles. The standard package included the game in a t-shirt, while the collector's bundle also included a figurine of Leon and the soundtrack Biohazard Sound Chronicle Best Track Box. Never heard of that. No. Nope. The PS2, I've yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this quickly sold out and a second pressing was released that included an Ada figurine. Another called the resident. No, no, actually, <laughs> how about the merchant figurine? That's what I want the merchant <laughs> figurine. Those are now worth one point four million. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, PC port was released in two thousand and seven, which obviously wasn't as well received. Um, no mouse support. What are they Wii edition came in two thousand and seven as well, um, and it's obviously it's been released since on pretty much everything. It was really oh, Resident Evil Four Mobile Edition. Was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in two thousand and eight. And obviously in 2016, there were PS4 and Xbox HD remasters. Everything's been made to look a little bit prettier, but it already looked amazing. Just get it again. It, it just, just buy it again. Why not? Yeah, um, again. And there's been some updated um, PC ports as well. In 2018, is it here already? Is it on Switch already? Because uh, I've got here that it was, an, it was announced in 2018 that it was going to be published for the Nintendo Switch sometime in 2019. Uh, I haven't seen it on the Switch. It sounds, in fact, I've got to check my facts. I've got that it was announced for the Switch, but I'm not sure if it's actually there's, been there's released for the Switch. There's there you one go. Take away. I just played the Wii version. That's a yeah, pin in that one. And I'm sure I've mentioned this to you guys, like off podcast, but in April 2021, Capcom announced a new version of Resident Evil 4 that incorporates a first-person perspective along with a virtual reality headset compatibility. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. So, but unfortunately, it's only going to be on Oculus Quest Two. Oh man! Yes. Better save up for an Oculus so, Quest Two as well. Yeah, I've seen some footage. Oh. It looks fun. Does yeah. it? Imagine playing RE4 in virtual reality. That's going to be real Amazing. scary. Real great. I really want to play that. Um, it says many gameplay elements will be changed to accommodate VR support, um, but it will also include redesigned textures with increased resolution. It's going to keep all the original cutscenes and stuff as well, nice. um, and it's going to run on Unreal Engine Four. Um, so that's something to be excited about. Um, we won't go too much into like sales figures and stuff. We touched on it at the beginning. Massive, Dumb, massive, well. yeah. Still, still one of Capcom's top selling games of all time. In terms of the game's legacy, again, we've touched on it on the way through. It's still regarded as one of the most influential games ever. 
Um, it basically sort of redefines third-person shooters. Um, and it's kind of because that, that viewpoint's become standard in, in a lot of games, including games such as Gears of War. So I've got that written down. Gears of War. Mm. Um, and even if you think of the Arkham games, the viewpoint behind Batman, it was influenced. It was influenced. And also the aiming as well, the precision aiming, which you didn't have before. Um, if you think of later games like Dead Space, the GTA games, um, Fallout, Uncharted even, Last of Us, it all, so it all ties back to, to RE4. In 2019, Game Informer called RE4 the most important third person shooter ever. And, and that it innovated two, two genres, inspiring developers of both survival horror and shooter games. So it's a hugely influential game. It's a hugely popular game. Um, we've all played it and enjoyed it. Where does it sit in your like own personal rankings of Resident Evil games? That's a good question. Nothing will displace Resident Evil 2 for me. The original 2 for yeah. you is your favourite, isn't it? Yeah, and then the rest of them. Yeah. Okay. Right, it's, my, it's my favourite by... It's your favourite by a long shot, isn't uh, it? Yeah. It's probably like... By, by a long shot with the scope add-on. <laughs> the the scope that you don't use. Yeah. 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 Just the knife. Yeah. I won't... I mean, you haven't played it all the way through, so you'd have to kind of reserve judgment, won't you? Well, yes, and I mean, yes, and I mean, I probably agree with Dylan though. Num- number two has a special place mm. in that ivory tower, just because it's—I don't know what it is. It's just so iconic, and just you have to listen to our Resident Evil Two podcast that we did years ago. Way back in Adrian's echoey front room, around, <laughs> around one microphone, yeah. But yeah, scary, weird, kind of just foreboding, difficult. I don't know. It was just everything, wasn't it? Um, but I mean, having remembered what I'd played before, mm. there's, there's, there was never any kind of, I didn't like that. I don't have any bad memories of it. Yeah. And having kind of recently. You're never bored. And like I said no. this about mm. Resident Evil 3 Remake, some, some, some bits of it, I was bored. Mm. It's yeah. a short game and I was bored in a little yeah. But Resi 4. Yeah. Bored. I, I, and I, I, I come to a point that, that, um, I was thinking all the way, way through that with all of the sort of info that you were giving us and all of the, Bits around the characters and the gameplay, mm. and I've I've kind of relived it through through videos I've done, yeah, yeah, and just just kind of like refresh my, my mm. memory of it. And you know, the one thing to get right, and this is so difficult for so many games, new, old, yeah, matter, yeah. is balance. Yeah, 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 is balance because you'll get games that look amazing, play is terrible. You'll get games that play brilliantly. You can jump in, you mm. can have a go. The controls are great. It looks terrible. Yeah, you can have games that look great, play great. Soundtrack is drift. Yeah, whatever. You can have so many different sort of mock-ups. Yeah, I think what we agree on on that is mm. because it got so many things so right. Yeah, in the it same took them game. four attempts, mind to get there. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, we can argue that to the cows come home. Let's be honest. We're, we're, we're all, all like one and three, but yeah, four no, it's about the, no, the, the, the development of the game. Oh, I see. So yeah, yeah. But yeah. So the iteration. Yeah, again. So I mean, they were proven. Been, they're clearly proven right. You know, it was worth. I mean, that's all the pain that they went yeah. through in developing it. Yeah, that still that still staggers me again. That you know, all those hours spent mm. and they just pin it. But it is, is the balance, and they've got the soundtrack, they've got the the, the action. Yeah, and, got, and the fact there. they went to a different system mm. and got it so right. You know, amazing. So yeah. broad, it's all round. But um, that that's that's what you know. Balance. How many other games can you say have a perfect balance? You know, that, visuals, gameplay, and soundtrack. Yeah, it's rare. It is pretty rare, actually. It's if you think about the, the whole, like, the amount of games that you play, it's a very small percentage. Mm. It's like Dill said as well, like, it's never boring. And what, what's what's the worst thing, worst criticism you could level at a game? You could say, oh, the graphics are ugly, or 
you know, I don't like the music. But the worst thing you can say about any game is that it's boring. Yeah. And so yeah. the fact that you are never, ever bored playing this game. Um, for me personally, it's definitely top three. My favorite Resident Evil game is the remake of one um, for the GameCube, which is astounding. I want to talk about that on another podcast. Um, and then, it, yeah, it'll be, it'll be the original Resident Evil 2 and then probably RE4. I think it's probably my top three. Okay. I'll lend you the Wii edition. And I want to play the Wii edition. Yeah, I, will, I will lend you. Yes. Get that workout. I need to. Uh, so before we go, I, just, I want to ask you guys, our listeners can chime in if they want, but mm. which game should we cover next in the RE series? So I know we've done... Yeah, we don't think... We, we did, we did two like five years ago and we did three last year and we've done four now. Mm-hmm. What next? Where's not we Resident go? Evil 6. Just not, not no, we won't do six. Does it so make, what is six. five then? Is five similar to four? Would I like five? The gameplay is, is similar. It's yeah. Five in the desert is one way of putting it. Kijuju. It's not... It's not the thing I is, think is where it's set. I feel like it would I be... Think, a, I think the reason five gets a lot of hate is because it's like it just couldn't quite reach the heights of four. It's a good right. game though. It is is a that really on the Wii? Uh, I don't know if it's there's... It's not on the Wii. No, well, I'm not interested. It was, so it'd be Xbox 360 and PS3. Definitely 360, yeah, because I remember, I remember having that. Yeah. But you should definitely try and play it. We should maybe talk well, we about should, the first Resident The original. Evil. I suppose we could kind of talk about the original and the remake of the original. Resident Evil in Zero. In one podcast. I got, I got a nice place in... We need to do Zero as well. I, I definitely think the yeah, I definitely think the first one just purely because every time Code Veronica, Code Veronica as well. Where's that in between the times? So Code Veronica is after. Well, in time, oh, in terms of release, it was after three, but before this. But I can't remember where it sits in the timeline. Yeah, we'll worry about that later. <laughs> Bob opinion that, that one as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one. I, th- I think one. There's a load of press leading up to, to one, or before it was kind of announced slash released. It, it was. There was a lot of like negative press around it, if I remember correctly, and people were like slating it as being, "Oh, it's far too violent. No one will ever play it because it's too shocking and unbelievable." The original, yeah. yeah. And I remember seeing that, you know, plastered in a lot of places, and and I was, and however young I was back then, I seem to still remember that's probably the worst thing you can do. Yeah, say, yeah. it's too shocking. It's, yeah. No one will play I really it want to because play there's it one thing you can guarantee: yeah. everyone will play it. Yeah. So yeah. So maybe that'll be the next one then. We'll do an episode just talking about the original Resident Evil. Cool. And then the GameCube remake. Sounds good. Spot on that. Yeah. We've, um, Adrian put out a little tweet to I, see I what did. people think of it. We're pushing over 90 minutes. So Adrian's going to pick out the most, pun- the most punchiest, best ones from his yeah. big list of comments. <laughs> well, the top, he, the top loader then. We like the top loader. Yeah, 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 yeah. Todd Allo, mate. He's always he listening says, now, mate. This is the game that got me, a non-RE fan, into the series. That no, so sounds like you. Great start. <laughs> so it's a great start for people like myself and who don't really get into them because, unfortunately, this is where it ends for me as well. I prefer the action horror where many purists prefer the horror. And I thought this already got a remaster. Yeah? Uh, I'm not a huge RE fan, so I can't say for sure lull. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. That's Actually, that's the point. We haven't mentioned that as well. It is getting a remake. So it was remastered for PS4 and Xbox One. How does it even need a remake? Just do Dino Crisis. It doesn't need a remake. The closest, there's um, a PC version of it that's been done by fans, basically, where they've gone in and redone. Because if you you look at it now, if you play it now on the surface level and in your mind, it looks incredible. But obviously all the textures up close are very blocky. And so they've gone through the whole game over like the last few years, redone all the textures. So now everything looks kind of how you imagine it. 
in your mind yeah. how it looks. That's commitment. And that's that's all you need. It doesn't need yeah. a remake. It doesn't need a remake. Just make it all look as nice as you can. Yeah. Don't touch the gameplay. Don't touch anything else. But we'll we'll see. I'm sure I'll play it when it comes out. Well, I'll finish with one more then. Yes, yeah, we are fin- finish us off. Gazman at Gazman12683. Oh, yeah, Gazman. Hello, mate. Yeah, um, hated it at release. Oh, oh, Gaz. Was too different to the OG tri- trilogy, but played it recently and loved it. There you go. Does it need a remaster? No. I don't think so. It's dodgy VA and its controls were what gave it personality. But they will anyway, they will anyway, and it will no doubt be good. VA voice actor. Go. Yes. Well. Yeah. Good old Gazman. Good lad. Yeah. He's a good lad. Well, it's, it's a great game. Probably said that about fifty times in the Let's last in the last hour and a half. It's a great it was a, game. It was a great, great roundup. If if thank you, Jen. <laughs> if if you haven't played it, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, play <laughs> it. Play it. Where have you been? Don't. Don't applaud it. Yeah. <laughs> if the idea of it being like Bruce's standard bang. boring old RE game puts you off like it did Aid, try the Wii version. But try the mobile version. I don't know. I don't care. However you play it, just play try it. a version. <laughs> yeah, just play it. Until next time. <laughs> thanks for listening to today's podcast we really hope you enjoyed it you can tweet us at arcade attack uk we're also on facebook at facebook.com slash arcade attack uk check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots more retro gaming goodness and to delve into our archives our podcasts are also available on spotify stitcher podbean youtube and apple podcasts please leave us a review and a rating we'd really appreciate it if you'd like to support Arcade Attack, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash arcadeattack, which will give you access to exclusive podcasts, interviews, and other bonus content. So, until next time, take care, and we'll speak to you soon.